Welcome to the Six Minute States and our review of the May meeting. My name is Simon Delarue and with me is my colleague Chloe Pressland. And uh, we had a rather unusual day here at the States. So you're relatively new to all this. So did you see any of that coming today? Yeah, well, I mean, I must say before we went into the States today, I had no idea what a Cersei was, which I imagine Dale's about, sorry, Simon's about to tell you about. Um, so, yeah, and we were, as we were walking out, I just said to Simon, what did you think about today? Was that what you expected? And he said, absolutely not. No, well, this is a, this has been indeed a rather strange day at the States. Let's um, go straight to that uh, particular matter that, that, that really took up most of the day then, and that is the um, proposals, the policy letter being brought to the States by Employment and Social Security uh, to introduce secondary pensions. It's already been debated in the past by the States. They've agreed that it needs to be done. Uh, they've brought now the uh, fully-fledged uh, proposals to bring in an, opti- an opt-out version of a secondary pension, meaning that everyone's going to get an occupational pension in addition to their state pension, unless they um, specifically choose uh, not to go down that route. It's got uh, approval, um, or at least there's been uh, consultation with uh, employers' representative bodies, we understand, and uh, it was all set to go. Um, Presented by Deputy Roffey, who argued that Okay, we've got the the war in Ukraine and we've got uh, Brexit still being dealt with and uh, post-Covid, but there's never a good time to introduce such a scheme. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and do this anyway. And we had about three hours of debate in which, uh, for example, Deputy Lyndon Trott, former Treasury and Resources Minister, of course, uh, argued that, OK, there's never, there's never a good time, but there's never been a worse time <laughs> to introduce it. Um, and um, so you know, I was expecting a few more speeches to come along and then a vote to be taken. But then Deputy Karl Meerveld, uh, who is, in fact, the president of uh, the uh, States Assembly and Constitution Committee and who has railed against uh, government being done on the fly uh, just in the last few months uh, brought a Cersei which uh, seeks to delay debate on this matter for six months um, and he's done that supported by uh, seconded by Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen because he doesn't believe that uh, we can make a sensible decision on this matter until the tax review has taken place um, so let's bump it behind that so let's de- delay it till the November meeting um, unless the tax review hasn't gone through, in which case let's delay it even more. And as uh, Deputy Ruffy rides off on his moped in the background here um, with a rather glum look on his face, we are still in the middle of that debate as to whether to delay debate on this issue till November. It's, it's, we're kind of giggling at this because it just <laughs> when you start having to write a, a top line that debate will continue today as to whether to delay a debate until November. It seems bizarre. It does. It seems to make no sense. I I felt quite sorry for Simon trying to write that as we had no (laughs) idea how it was going to end up. Quite, quite strange. But that wasn't the only thing that we've uh, had in the States today, so we should also mention a few other things, because we will have to conclude that um, uh, uh, attempt at a Cersei and then the subsequent, if it goes ahead, subsequent proposals for the secondary pension to be introduced, uh, as it will continue tomorrow. But there were a few things that were concluded today. Um, there was a double taxation agreement put in place with the Republic of Ireland, so that was a fairly routine matter. And um, there's one or two other things that uh, you were looking at, Chloe? Uh, yeah, so I was looking at uh, Peter Roffey was getting some questions about housing, as you would expect. Um, so that was in his opening statement. He was talking about various things, and that was one of them. Um, and he didn't want to give too much away, but he did say that there's the states have their eye on 
a couple of or maybe a few different sites that could be developed for affordable housing. Um, I think it was Deputy Taylor that asked if they'd be all concentrated in the north. And interestingly, some of them will be in the south, which will make quite a nice change. And I imagine would be quite welcomed by a lot of islanders who are, you know, a bit concerned about overdevelopment in the north. Okay. Oh, in addition to the um, statement there by uh, Employment and Social Security, there was also one from uh, Health and Social Care. And uh, from that, we learnt a few statistics. Uh, Deputy Delisle wanted to know how many people were on the um, orthopaedic uh, waiting list. And we discovered that that was 762, uh, which seems like quite a high number. But uh, actually, that's just a portion, uh, the main portion, but a portion nonetheless of the um, people who are waiting for some kind of uh, medical intervention or procedure which is actually now standing at 2,300. Um, he also uh, gave details that there were currently 144 um, agency staff on HSC's books, uh, which has increased partly because apparently uh, quite a few uh, staff went home to their countries of origin during the pandemic and uh, have not returned uh, since. So agency staff have been needed to cover uh, for them. So that was uh, quite an interesting update statement uh, from him. Then we, had, um, we also had uh, some legislation go through regarding estate agents today. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cut and dry, really, as we expected it to be. Um, it's called the minimum standards for estate agencies, which just means that it will prevent criminals from getting involved in local property sales. Um, I think it was Peter Furbrush that was talking about it, and he said estate agents in Guernsey uh, have so much integrity, and this this just confirms that even more. And he was quite confident that it would be followed. And then, um, yeah, we had a few questions asked, a few questions not asked, because Deputy Gollop uh, wasn't able to ask the questions that he'd tabled. But we did have one from uh, Deputy Gavin St. Pierre to uh, the Economic Development Minister, Deputy Neil Inder, and this was about the Toilers of the Sea film. Um, I've spoken to the producers in the last couple of days, and uh, they're still hopeful of gaining some um, funding from the states of Guernsey. But uh, Deputy Neil Inder was very clear um, that uh, no firm. Um, properly set out proposals had been received by his uh, committee, he said, and uh, so there was no movement on this since November 2021 when they had last met with the uh, producers of the film, um, and so that was kind of batted back, really. Um, I will. Um, there'll be more details on that in tomorrow's uh, physical edition of the paper, and um, in addition, I've also spoken to uh, the producers for their reaction on that, so we can expect more um, later in the week uh, from that story. But uh, that's all from us now after day one of the states uh, do stay on this feed to find out what happens on day two and in particular on that matter of the secondary pensions but for now good night